let's get into it. I'm Kevin. Uh, I took about a week off from doing podcasts, but we're going to talk Osho today. The guy with 90, they say 99, but I think that's 96 Rolls Royces. Um, very interesting uh, Indian fellow. I read a lot of his books. I love his books. His books are all based on his talks. Um, he did talks for like his whole life, pretty much. He was a, he was a philosophy uh, professor, and it was said that he became enlightened at, uh, I think, 21. 21, he became enlightened. And then he just started uh, doing talks, and and he sat in his, uh, sat in a room for like 21 years. And, uh, 20 years or something, sat in this apartment and just read and read and read, read, uh, like thousands of books and said he read over a hundred thousand books, maybe 150,000, but, um, he was what you might call like an Indian mystic or some people treat, people in India treated him like a saint, right? They would, uh touch his feet and all that after it became enlightened and um when he was in before when he was in college he he won all these debates in philosophy and he was a philosophy uh, professor he had a degree and because i think he i think it was kind of his purpose to bring, not like he had a purpose, but it was kind of his purpose to bring uh, meditation to the West. And he ended up coming to the States and starting this town in uh, Oregon. And there's a documentary on uh, Netflix about him and the town starting in Oregon. I, it's, it's a skewed documentary and that was the end part of his life where he wanted he, it was said that he, like in his uh, books, he says he just went into isolation for three years and didn't talk to anybody, didn't want to know what was going on. But he put this woman in charge of the commune, Sheila, and um, he knew she was cunning and kind of like politically aware and stuff like that. But they ended up doing like a whole bunch of crazy, crazy committing crimes right um when they were trying to found their town which was very very bad right so i'm not uh, at the end of his commune time in oregon um it kind of turned into a negative situation but i'm not sure why he lost control or i don't you know i really highly doubt that was his plan I don't think he had a plan. I just think he wanted to set up a town in there. But it's very, very controversial the last three years. Um, there were some people saying that he was being drugged. You know, he was just living in his... Uh, they had a nice area for him, right? But he just stayed in the building himself and uh, didn't do any talks. And then maybe he went out for a drive once in a while. But... Three years in Oregon, he just uh, stayed in silence, pretty much. And Sheila would come and talk to him. 
once a day, but she was basically the only person kind of uh, letting him know what was going on in the town. And um, this is my big confusion about Osho, but I I look up to Osho like anybody that's read that many books is like highly esteemed in my um, opinion. However, I will let you know that um, actually I recommend Courage, Courage from Osho and the Book of Secrets. The Book of Secrets is uh, like there's a lot of controversy about Osho, right? Obviously, but and what he's saying is basically he's like a historian. He just he's going through all the different religious books. Basically, he researched all the different religions, right? And then he puts it in the perspective of it's all about meditation, pretty much. Almost every religion is just and about life is about meditation, and and then he would just do a talk on that, right? Sufism. Um, there is Hinduism. He would do discussions in the Bhagavad Gita and Buddha and even Christianity. And that's where that's where you go into the like because in the West we're not used to having meditation as a class or something that you do, right? Like you uh, in the East, it's quite common. You go do your Buddhist group and you do a group meditation, right? And that will bring you to a higher level than some. It's well, it's possible it can bring you to a higher or a different level um, with being around a bunch of people, right? So there's more energy there. That's all I'm saying, right? But um. So I think if more groups do meditation in the West, I think uh, I think it'll benefit the West significantly because people are lost. They don't uh, believe in Christianity as much, or they don't believe it at all, or they're atheists. They don't believe in God, blah, blah, blah. And that gives them anxiety, right? So... I think the West can benefit significantly, but uh, Osho, one thing to know about Osho's books, I was going to say this before, when Osho wanted to get his books published in America in English, right, there were certain conditions that the publishers, um, they were, the publishers were allowed to edit, edit them and change things, right? This is a big key fucking thing, right? So to get a deal, like Osho, he made millions off his royalties from his books, right? So it was just like, an, I guess, a medium height Indian man. And uh, he would wear these kind of robes. And um, see, Osho believed that well, a lot of... Uh, Tibetans, other people believe this as well, that you're not supposed to have pants, you're supposed to have, because it kind of divides your energetic body in two in a way, right? Like, you're not supposed to be aware of that you have pants and a shirt, you're supposed to have a gown, and then it's, it's kind of a, 
a more uh, wholesome field, you know, or a relaxation, right? That's why you wear these gowns, and then he's doing these talks. There's a lot of videos about him doing a talks, but the thing is, it's, um, it's way, I don't know, it's, there's, it's hard to find videos of him walking around town talking to people. If you can find those videos, those are hard to find videos, man. But it's way different seeing this guy walk around town and talk to people. Um, and he would always tell them jokes and stuff like that and stories about, um, ancient sages, ancient Zen teachers, like his memory is profound and the amount of stuff that he's read is incredible. Like the guy's a fucking genius, man. And then he had like uh, millions of people reading his books, but tens of thousands of people would uh, wanted to be in his presence and do, uh, do meditation classes around this guy, right? Mm. One, he's one of my favorite uh, sages or mystic enlightened people. Him or Buddha, kind of same thing. But I know I know less of Buddha because Buddha's like in the past a bit, you know. But uh, Osho was, you know, is a an alive sage. Um, I actually went down to Oregon to find the town. I had difficulty because it's hard to find the maps. And I couldn't really find the town, but I was in the general area and I stopped a lot of shops and I bought uh, quite a, there's a lot of books down there that um, you probably can't find anywhere else. Or maybe, I don't know. A lot of Osho books in the secondhand store libraries, which are amazing. And I, I bought a lot. I read maybe 150 Osho books, but... Um, there is um, Marxist ideology. That's when the books were published. That was the one thing they allowed into the books. So Osha did um, talks. He, he would do talks on everything, right? Um, he would do talks on um, political stuff. Uh, but uh, I, I know for certain that there's uh, Marxist material written inside of it that Osho didn't want in there, you know, because Osho just did his own talks, right? In order to get a lot of money spread, he said, what he said is that the message as a whole was more important, right? Like the med mes message of meditation. That was what, what was important. So there's some skewed things in the text. As long as he, as he got that across, he would be happy, right? But there's a lot of people that were around Osho. And I read one of the books about his bodyguard. And his bodyguard wrote an autobiography. Uh, but... Everybody is uh, sees things from a different perspective. So 
somebody that will see magic in everyday life, you read their autobiography and wow, you know, everything's amazing. But then other people, they don't see magic in everyday life, right? This is key, man. This is a key concept. Like, that's what meditation is. Like, you look at a a tree and it's like a, like an art painting, you know? It looks like uh, more and more beautiful the more you stare at it. And it has so much power. You're looking at a tree, right? Because it's alive. You can feel it up out of the ground. And it's the sun. It's in contact with the sun. You can feel the tree, right? But um, I'm kind of uh, trying to decide... On a side note, I'm trying to decide what kind of uh, topics I want to do for my podcast. So, I'm just going to, I don't know. I'll probably, next one I'll do is Buddhism. And we'll go from there. I don't know. I just wanted to make a podcast, get out a few topics. But if I don't have anything to talk about, then I'm not going to talk at all. But another one, I like, uh, I got a new song coming out soon. I'm Katie Frost, uh, you can, I got a, uh, what was I going to say? Okay, Osho. I recommend his books, oh the, yeah, yeah, Book of Secrets, okay. This one has 112 meditation techniques in it, the Book of Secrets. So, I recommend this book because you can see how simple it is, man. Like, um, uh, there's it's Tantra in there, there's sex techniques, there's a... Uh, fucking like weight weightlessness techniques there's one technique where you uh what is it like uh, meditative people they can believe like one eye is different than the other right and there's if you're not if you're not a enlightened person then uh the balance between your eyes is not lined up properly right so he did one technique where, uh, fuck, I should read this book again, man, because it's a good book. One technique where you, like, look out of your left eye, and then you look out of your right eye. Look out of your left eye, and look out of your right eye. And you basically switch your vision back and forth, because it's supposed to help you raise the higher consciousness, allegedly. Um, or simple as, wait, there's, a, like, a balance technique where you... Something about, yeah, sitting on the floor. Like, you raise yourself, tighten, tighten one side, then you tighten the left side, then the right side, then the left side, and you let it sink. So you kind of come to a perfectly level state, right? And, yeah, you try and balance yourself in a perfectly level state, sitting on the ground, right? And uh, there's one where you look at the mirror, right? You look at the mirror. And this is allegedly a meditation technique. I don't know if it's, it's kind of weird, but I did this one. You look, 
meditate in front of a mirror and if you stare at your face, it's, uh, they say it's possible to see your past lives by looking, uh, doing meditation, look in a mirror, you, it's possible to see your past lives, the faces that you, the faces that you were, but who knows. Um, 112 meditation techniques. Even walking, like it, um, there's a uh, Buddha, he walked a certain way, right? And they would watch Buddha, and when he became enlightened, he would walk a certain way, right? And he would take half a step forward, and then half a step forward, then half a step forward, and then half a step forward, like half a foot, half a foot is how you walk, right? So his one foot would only go halfway up, his right foot, and then the foot would go halfway. And it's a lot about, you know, the, the peace, um, the namaste, the pr hand pray gesture, you know, the praying with the hands. Osho did this a lot. He would do it, like, for an hour two hours straight is doing that, right? I think it's channeling energy, man. Yeah, it's uh, meditative energy. Right? You know, there's... People think there's macro and there's micro, but there's not, man. It's not, there's not macro, micro. Everything is uh, the same thing. Far away is right here, right? Um, also, 18 minutes. Yeah, if you check on my YouTube, I got some cartoons. Type in the Drunk Driver Ice Cream Man. Drunk Driver Ice Cream Man. You're going to see this cartoon I made. And uh, it's about a real life story. About an uh, ice cream man who started drinking. And while he was selling ice cream, you know, driving. And then he crashed in a ditch in Surrey, and then fucking CBC video cameras are all in the face, and, and taking photographs, and the cops came, and fucking arrest the guy, everything, you know? And so that really happened, right? With this guy, he used to work at our ice cream shop, right? Rainbow Ice Cream. But then, um, uh, I made a cartoon about it, right? And I added, like, real video footage of the real event kind of stuff, right? And then I add cartoons, so it's it's uh it's pretty funny, man. I think my personally, I think my cartoons are genius, you know. But I just don't have a lot of views right now. I'm not like great at getting views, right? But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, you know, you have strengths and weaknesses. Everybody got this, right? But some people are really good at fucking getting views, right? So I'm gonna hire this this guy I know, right? And uh, he gets a million views on his videos. So I'm going to pay him to make my videos now, right? So that's the plan. Because I've been trying, honestly. I've been trying for, like, I did YouTube pretty hard for, like, five years. Well, I only made maybe, like, 14 videos. I made seven cartoons. And then I made seven episodes. And that... That took me, like, a long time because 
I had to pay all those cameramen and fucking do editing and shit. But then I would only get like a few thousand views. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Maybe I suck, right? But, uh, and then if your subscriber count goes up low, then, but, you know, some things they don't have a market. Like, uh, if I made videos for uh, a video game, I'd probably be popular. You know what I mean? <sighs> some videos just don't have a market. I don't think a lot of kids are just sitting at home like, yeah, let's look up ice cream trucks on YouTube, right? It's kind of a random thing that pops up once in a while. But there's a lot of ice cream truck videos, and they they get millions and millions. Fuck, I don't have millions on my videos. But, um, what was I going to think? Yeah. So instead of fucking wasting my time getting exasperated about, oh, I suck at getting views, right? Then I just think, I'm going to hire this dude and pay him 75 bucks a video, right? And he he's an artist. He does this fucking weird collage shit where it's like he does the drawings. And then he does a video. And then he does a drawing. And then he does a video. But it's, it looks awesome, man. And TikTok, I think, is the place to be now, right? Because, uh, I don't know, man. If you go, go big on TikTok, everybody knows who you are now. But, um, I don't know. I just want to do a talk. I didn't really know the subject. But some of the podcasts I've been listening to, I'll tell you all, okay? You guys want some fucking good podcasts? One, I'm just having my Tim Hortons coffee. Excuse me if I'm burping. Um, one podcast is the real Donnie Brasco. This was just the real FBI agent infiltrated the mafia. Joseph D. Pistone is his name. Um, he's got a podcast. Fucking check it out. It's awesome. He talks about all the gangsters and shit and the lifestyle. This this guy, if you want a good role model in your life, this guy is a fucking man, man. Donnie Brasco guy, man. Joseph Pistone, he's a good role model. You know, he was in the mafia, and if he if they wanted him to do a hit, he would have to do the hit, right? But the way the world works out is if you're a good person, and uh, that's where your world is, you're like, you're good, you're on the good vibration, you're a good person. And the mafia guys want you to, want you to do something bad, you just kind of go with it, and then he, he went with it, and then... Right up until that point, it fucking it never never worked out because he's a good person, right? He didn't have to do it. He would he would just say, "Okay, sure, I'll do whatever you want." He's an undercover FBI agent, and then when it came up to that event, that guy never showed up, you know, because he's a good person. Because the event couldn't happen, you know. And he had to he had to do multiple hits and burglaries and all this kind of shit for these guys to be in the mafia. And then because he's a good person, when he he went to do it, his worldview, his world 
became good as well, right? Yeah. So you didn't have to do it. You didn't have to commit the crime. I don't know. That's off topic, man. But Donnie Brasco. Um. Donnie Brasco, Owen Benjamin, awesome podcaster. He has very long episodes. So if you're uh, like uh, doing labor or something like that, you put in like sometimes I'll do a three, four hour podcast. And uh, that's like half your work day is going on that news here. And this guy cracked jokes, man. It's hilarious. And he keeps very relevant on his topics, man. He's uh, in a comedic way, you know. Uh, who else? Sometimes I listen to Alex Jones less now, though. He's he he's very uh, yeah. He pumps you up, man. You know what I'm saying? I like to get pumped up. Oh, David Nino, that's who I listen to. Um, he's hilarious. Uh, what else? I started listening to history of China, history of Egypt. Um, there was one Chinese emperor and he, uh, his wife was a bit out there, power hungry. And she's like, I want a lake filled with wine. And so the emperor, he got 3000 slaves and they built the lake and they filled it with wine. And then they all got drunk and like got a big orgy and everything. It's hilarious. They drank, drank in the lake. Um, not recommending that though, of course. Um, what else? Podcasts. Because I, oh, Tinfoil Hat, definitely. Sam Tripoli, hilarious, man. I also listen to, he's got Broken Sim. That's a good one, because Broken Sim is just like two... Two buddies sitting on the couch, like talking about their day and stuff, and sh- and sports and whatever. Broken Sim is just about their life, like the you know they talk about the weird things that happen in your life, like oh you want to use a a, a bathroom at a uh, gas station and something funny happens, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um. Oh sure, oh sure, yeah. He's got a lot of, there's a lot of videos, but, um, it's hard to, it's better to find videos of him walking around, man. I, I had this one cool video, it was awesome, him just walking around, but all the other videos are just him sitting there, and it's different, you know, you got different, um, anyways, so the commune, it didn't work out in the end, and a lot of those people got arrested, and, a lot of the books are, uh, the books about the commune are heavy Marxist, uh, a new Marxist indoctrination, like a lot of it, like it's very skewed books and I think there's a lot of the fake, fake stuff in there too. Um, and they brought the homeless people into the camps and to swayed the votes and then, yeah. They kind of didn't do it properly, moving the commune to America. They could have done it differently, you know. The whole thing fell apart when he put Sheila in charge. 
who didn't put that if he if he wasn't charged but for some reason he didn't he he didn't want to take charge he didn't want to be there's a whole lot of things saying he took a lot of um he had a back issue and they saying he was drug they were drugging him up because of his back and they wanted maybe take control of the money or something but people also love dosho too though right yeah yeah it was a very very strange thing and then uh, the lady Cop coppola francis ford coppola's daughter or something and she came in, started running the community. That was weird. Like, why would she do that? I think they were kind of worried. They're kind of worried about Osho. But I don't know why. They said he was banned from like 21 countries and then he had to keep flying. Had to keep flying from one airport to another. But I'm not sure. I, I don't know why they banned him. I think they did a lot of they did some immigration fraud and stuff like that, right? Some of these people, I don't know why they would. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, they were using like these the third world type of uh, crooked people to help out over here. The, uh, the whole thing confuses me, because I don't think Osho was a criminal. He was definitely rebellious, like, when he was younger. But he talked a lot of shit about politicians all the time, you know, his government, and he's just, like, always on the hottest topics, he would talk about everything. That's what he said, anyway. He was a very fearless, fearless person, in my opinion. Um, I, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Okay, I'm Kevin. I'll uh, do another podcast soon. Um, Everybody wants candy some more. Every time I get the ball, it's cool. When the fans see me, they Everybody wants candy some more. Every time I get the ball, I score. Everybody wants candy some more. Every time I get the ball, I score. When the fans see me, they me like the beat, me like the beat. You know that it's coming off and it sounds so sweet. And you know that he's gonna leaf like a flag on the ground. And it's gonna get a fist fight pound to pound. Mano a mano, you know that I stick up. And everybody knows that it's gonna be a lick up. Get your hands in the air and wave them around. Because you know that this is the freaking sound. Me like the beat, me everybody like the wants beat. Candy some more. Every time I get the ball, I score. When the fans see me, they Katie Frost, then I'm come to your town I'll take all the girls out and round Katie's gonna go singing the sound I make the bass pound, pound, pound All the, the way beat, you wanna come play 
I'll beat you down and it's just my way Cause I'm smooth as ice and I'm twice as nice And I'm gonna Everybody get the ball, make me right Every time I get the ball, I score When the fans see me, they roll